What's up, everybody? Donnie with Bit News here for a new episode of Bit News. And with me, I have uh, the usual gang in town uh, from Dead Cell Media Productions, uh, Jason Kwasnicki. <laughs> he's not going to say anything. Hello, everybody. And then uh, we also have uh, two Jasons, uh, internet right, Delilah Lugo. Hello. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. As, as good as good can be. Jason, what's going on with your shirt, man? I like that shirt. Headlander. Headlander. Some some awesome loot I got from Pax East a few years back. A little Pax yeah. East loot. I love it. Some Adult Swim games uh, loot, yeah. So, if you guys are noticing something a little different here, we have a new little setup going on. I got a little table action, and I'm also showing off my handy-dandy Switch, Nintendo Switch, uh, with a Nathan Drake action figure, which is always fun. Uh, but we're, we're trying new things, seeing what works, seeing what looks better, seeing what looks worse. And uh, we're just trying to mix it up a bit, make it that every episode is a bit different here and there, so that people can expect some, uh, some different stuff uh, every single time, because people get bored quickly, as we all know. Cool. But let's get awesome. right into it. Because we are we are in the process of releasing a brand new bit news, and with that we got a lot of news this week. Uh, but let's get into. I, I like to shorten this list down. Uh, past episodes of bit news, what I would do would was go through every single um, game coming out uh, for that week. But I kind of want to start to get uh, compacted a little bit and break it down into the most important titles for the month. Not to say that. Uh, Indie games aren't important, but if you were to go through a list of every single game coming out on Steam, it would take you forever. So we're going to go through what are the most important titles coming out for the month of March. Okay, so also with titles, we also have a console release. So every, as everyone knows, if you've been living under a rock, you wouldn't know, but as everyone knows, Nintendo Switch released their console this month. Uh, yes. Which you can see right here in, in this little... This little beautiful console right here. Little beautiful console. Uh, also, <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild launched. Big deal. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda launched. Big deal as well. Uh, Lego Worlds, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and Flat Out 4 Total Insanity. These are the main games to come out for the month of March. So if you're looking to see if maybe you missed something or whatever the case may be, uh, those are the titles to definitely the go-to titles for the month of March. Uh, cool. So let's get right into it. Top game news for the week for this week. Uh, we have first on the list. Uh, GameStop, everyone's favorite company, is uh, very <laughs> impressed with what they've seen with Project Scorpio so far. During the investor call, the retailer's chief operating officer, Tony Bartell, talked about GameStop sales expectations for 2017 and expressed his enthusiasm for the Xbox Scorpio, which is going to be a very gamer-friendly console with a lot of power. Uh, his words exactly were, finally, we're impressed with the Microsoft Scorpio product Bartel shared, he added that he believes gamer-friendly that this is a gamer-friendly powerful console and will surely help drive revenue when it launches this holiday. What do you guys think about that? I hope so for Microsoft's sake. I oh, mean, fighting words. <laughs> but that's good. I hope I hope it's a I hope it's a good console. They need it right now and I'm sure uh, Xbox fan boys and girls will rejoice. If it's, uh, I mean, I don't know what what it means when it says gamer friendly and uh, powerful, so I can't really say much about that. But good for them. What do you think, Jason? 
Yeah, um, I don't really think this means uh, much of anything. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't even seen an Xbox Scorpio and has no idea. He's just talking out of his ass. Um, <laughs> GameStop, GameStop is a company in dire straits. Um, they need to put out these things to be relevant, and they also want to create excitement for console sales because that's really you know all they're good for at this juncture. Um, Unless you're unless you're into the used game market, well, um, I don't I don't know how to take this. For, for, for number one, the reason why I don't know how to take this is because uh, GameStop is trying its hardest right now, like you said, to um, maintain or, or create a new appearance for themselves. Because with the idea of digital marketing and digital downloads, uh, GameStop is uh, shaking in their space boots when it comes to what their future will be. Because we all know that uh, their their main uh, source of revenue is used game sales, and uh, digital games kind of uh, take that whole idea away. Yeah. Uh, Unless you really, really, really like your pre-order bonuses, yeah. then GameStop's your best friend. Oh, I hate pre-order bonuses. They make me. Ugh. I just don't. Yo, know. You, you gotta, you gotta get all that armor, man. The special pre-order armor. Even Horizon had that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I you can't. can get it. You, you can get that digitally, though. To be fair. I can't even stress to you how bad, and again, we're not going to trash talk GameStop on this podcast because GameStop is, is we're going to trash talk GameStop, we're going to trash talk GameStop on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, but I can't stress to you how bad, uh, how ridiculous the feeling I get every time I walk into a GameStop, uh, every time for, unfortunately, that I walk into a GameStop, uh, for what reason, I don't know, but... Uh, regard oh the re- re- actually the re- the recent reason why I went into a GameStop was because I was looking for a specific amiibo for uh, the Breath of the Wild because I didn't want to do all 120 shrines and I wanted to unlock the green tunic for Link so you could do that through multiple amiibos that they sell uh, obviously Nintendo uh, it does the Nintendo thing and, and makes these amiibos impossible to find now so did I you get- find it no and I went on Amazon found it and it was like oh. seventy bucks by the way. Uh, we were talking about this after the last bit news we did. I happened to have the uh, Ocarina of Time amiibo. You found it. Except, yeah, I found it. Yay! It had it had fallen behind the behind the drawer, and I found it. So I have that. Boom, dude! dude can you do me a favor? When we eventually meet up, can you just give it to me so I can just touch my switch with it, get the treasure chest in the game, and unlock the tunic, and then I'll give it right back to you. Hell no, son. I don't want you to sully my <laughs> life with your switch. Who knows? Who knows what you know? What your switch has touched? Oh my goodness! But anyway, we were, we were going into why I was in GameStop and what I felt like. So I, I basically go in there and uh, I'm like, oh, so you guys are uh, Mass Effect Andromeda comes out soon. Are you guys uh, stoked for that? Yeah, did you reserve it? And I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm gonna pick it up though uh, eventually. I just you know. I don't. I didn't reserve it yet, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta reserve it, man. You know, we're only getting like, like twenty copies in, and and, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, first of all, take a step back. Second of all, I'm, I'm, I work in the game industry. Like, I know what's going on, and I know you're not getting twenty copies of an EA title. That's supposed to be one of the biggest titles <laughs> to come out. So don't give me that shit. But regardless of that, this guy was just going on and on about reserve, about these. You know incentives, why to reserve, why to get it, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy. It's his job, 
but it, re it really right. has become this whole kind of like really sales. You go in there and they just bombard you with like warranties, pre-order, all this. It's just crazy, and it feel you know it's it's to the and I feel bad for them because it's actually to the point of making the consumer feel almost borderline uncomfortable. Uh, when mm. they, when they go into these uh, these places, I feel that. Yeah, and no, I good. yeah, and I. It's got, the same thing when they try to hustle me to like they want me to put insurance on like a video game, like not even the console, like a, like a fucking like game. Oh yeah, like, the, I mean, uh, the, I the the even know the that warranty that was, like, a thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting, uh, and that's why I've been actually being that we're in New York. Um, Jason, you would obviously know, and and Delali both. I don't know if you've ever been in there, but video games in New York in the city. Uh, they're they're really really cool place. I actually know one of the guys that works there, Danny. Shout out to them. He watches the podcast and he's a fan of Neobites as well. Uh, nice. He uh, every time I love going in there because it you get that mom and pop shop kind of feel where it's right. like right. a very friendly feeling. You're just talking just talking stuff about it. We need more of that, you know, like the old school kind of like Funko Land environment where you would just go in there and talk about yeah, I'm I'm kicking it old school Funko Land, throwing it out there. But you right. you would you know that feeling. We need that back. And and we're getting off we're getting off on a tangent here. But again, this guy coming out and saying, oh yeah, we're very impressed by Scorpio. All I see in that statement is, oh yeah, please uh, come and reserve it at GameStop because we need you. Like, you, you get what I'm saying here? Like, it it doesn't. Yeah. It see it seems false. Like this guy purposely doesn't even play games, you know. So uh, again, I I, I yeah. take that with a grain of salt. It's um, a good not point. To, not to not to beat the subject over the head, but I mean, at this <laughs> juncture, pre-ordering games, the only um, advantage it oper it affords you is if you go to a midnight release. You can cut ahead to the front of the line. That's the only advantage it gives yeah. you. Yeah. And at that point, just stay home, download the freaking thing, and not have to wait in a line and go out to GameStop. Yeah, it's very, yeah. it's very, uh, yeah. the The idea of uh, of uh, of GameStop just irks me out now, unfortunately, because it used to be when it was originally Funko Land or EB Games, it used to be a place where you can go as a gamer and just kind of. Uh, commit the act of loitering and talk shit with somebody about games for like four hours right. and, 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 and not mm -hmm. have to worry about it. So And now they're just like a corporate America where it's like, oh, we're really impressed by the Scorpio. Uh, what What is the Scorpio again? That's the only thing I read from this comment. So so uh, anyway, <laughs> that, that's what I get from that. I have no doubt in my mind that Project Scorpio is going to be very impressive to say the least. We will have more on it, obviously, because uh, we are going to, uh, Neobytes is going to E3. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna be able to check out. Uh, they're doing their launch event there on Sunday. So uh, I'm really stoked for that to see what see what Microsoft has in store for the Project Scorpio. Um, fingers yeah. crossed. Maybe we got a uh, maybe we got a, a Halo launch title coming with it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Microsoft. See what evil plans Microsoft's got lined oh, up. Oh my you know? goodness. <laughs> Um, cool. So that's uh, that's uh, some of the news for this week. Uh, next we have. Uh, potential leaked promotional images may be may have revealed 2017 Call of Duty title taking place during World War II. I'm going to throw that bad boy image right up over here. Uh, sorry if I blocked your guys' faces, but that's that's what that's what the, ima that's what the image Yo, looks like. Yeah, come right on, there. man. That's what it looks like. Block this 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 image of beauty. So <laughs> so World War II again, from what it looks like. Uh, interesting to say the least. I feel like Call of Duty is at this point saying, I feel like Call of Duty is like the jock that went back to high school uh, 10 years later and still thinks he's cool and he's not cool anymore. And everyone's <laughs> like, dude, you, dude, that, that hairstyle's not in anymore. Dude, what are you wearing? Dude, no. Like, 
But I was, but I was the the prom king. I was Call of Duty, and now it's like, dude, you got you got Call of Duty. I'm I'm, I'm making this most ridiculous comparison right now, but I, that's what I compare it to. Like you have Call of Duty walking into a high school as like the ten year like old prom king, and then you got uh, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn sitting there as the prom queen, like. Get out, dude! Get out of my school, bro. You're no longer cool here. You know, like it's a different time. Yeah, you, mind, you mind sitting sitting over there? Like just, just scoot down. Scoot down, bro. Seriously, no. It, it's uh, that's what I feel like from them. I feel like they're trying to catch up or trying to. Um, they saw what happened with Battlefield One, and the uh, the massive appeal that Battlefield One gained. And uh, Battlefield 1 was an incredible game in its own right. It still is. It's a, it's a blast mm-hmm. to play. So I think that they're trying to, uh, they, they saw it, what, how much attention that garnered. But the thing about Battlefield is that people are, are, I feel like people are no longer interested in the whole kind of like run and gun shooting of a shit ton of auto aim anymore. People want realistic realism and, and kind of like these environments where everything is happening open world-esque. Uh, battle with 64 players like uh, just a real life real life warfare and Battlefield gives that so I don't know Call of Duty's gonna have to mix it up a lot and they're gonna have to change up a lot uh, if they want this World War 2 title to make an impact it's still gonna be successful because you have a very large population of like non-hardcore gamers that all they play is Call of Duty every single year like it's like the people who buy FIFA every year the people who buy MLB every year or you know the NBA game what what have you yeah, the, the racing games. That's literally there's a very large demographic that literally buy one game a year, that same series, and they purchase a console for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I um, I definitely hear what you're saying on that. Uh, Call of Duty is it definitely doesn't have the the same amount of appeal though that it has that that it had before. Oh yeah, I think I think this is going to be a big deal though. I would I would disagree. In so far as you know, maybe um, maybe Battlefield One did steal some of the thunder, um, and it won't it won't quite be as big of a deal as it would have been had Battlefield One been a more uh, uh, been a more contemporary game. Yeah, um, had not gone back to the historical roots of you know, all these series. All these series have their roots in World War Two. I still think it will be a big deal, though, Call of Duty going back to World War II. It will be more interesting to see how they uh, change it up mechanically, at least for me. I I didn't mind the last Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, but again, it's losing its steam for me, and I don't want to speak for the majority here, but... I I don't know. It's just, it's a very very weird place that Call of Duty is in right now, because like I said... They were like the king for such a long time, and now it's like getting a little rusty, King. You're getting a little rusty. <laughs> hey, hey, man. They could have been Medal of Honor. Um, oh. I remember back. I remember the days when Medal of Honor was king. Dude, I, I, sure? uh, I was, I was legitimately worried for Battlefield for quite some time. Like, I, I was like, okay, wait a second, what's happening right now? Because I don't know if you remember, but Battlefield EA, they came out with Hardline. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that I was, even bother. Yeah, that was even a slap be, in the face. Even that before game. that, you remember uh, what was it, twenty one forty two? Oh yeah, and I mean, um, I mean, what was it like? There was a long period of time. It was like Battlefield two, and then Bad Company, and that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, Battlefield has gone through its steps of kind of like getting close to the edge of the cliff but not falling off, you know? Uh, Call mm -hmm. of Duty, we'll see. Uh, there's only so much they can do. Um, what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna get another Jon Snow to come back for the next one? Like, they got to stop <laughs> relying on these, like, big-time celebrities and, like, these commercials with, with these guys uh, with Demi Lovato shooting a gun and, and LeBron James uh, shooting back at her. Like, nobody cares. Well, like, enough. Well, I wouldn't mind if, like, they legitimately invested in the campaign. If they're doing World War II, if this is, you know, correct, it's a thing. I wouldn't mind if they legitimately invested in a good campaign and filled it with celebrity kind of in the style of, like, say, the Thin Red Line or Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I mean, dude, but you're talking, like, Jim, you're talking Jim Caviezel status right there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking, we're, like, Woody we're talking Harrelson, a, yeah. Sean Penn, like... We're talking dude, apples and Sean oranges Penn here. in Call of Duty... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, oh, for, for sure. we're, we're talking apples and oranges here right now, though, man. You're a Jim Caviezel. No, I know. Like I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. But, but the point still stands. I wouldn't mind if, if they're gonna invest in celebrity, at least do it with taste, um, and put effort into the campaign. Yeah. And make it meaningful. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm, I, I just about. I mean, I, I would really like for Sean Penn to be in Call of Duty. That'd be awesome. Mystic River Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that with some Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon dies first. Golden rule of Call of Duty. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely uh, hear what you're saying. As far as a uh, Call of Duty, Kevin Bacon edition, that'd be sweet. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Moving on. Um, cool. So next we have on the list, Edge Magazine has reviewed Persona Five. Huge title coming out for PS4. Everyone's waiting for it because the Persona series is very, very popular. Um, Edge Magazine has right. reviewed it, and drumroll, please. They scored it lower than Persona 4. They scored it. Yeah, lower than Persona 4. Uh, the popular gaming magazine uh, has survived countless generations, and their opinion on games carries a lot of weight. In the recent issue, number 305... They reviewed a bunch of games, including Persona 5. The review score for Persona 5 was a solid 8. Pretty good score. However, scored lower than Persona 4. Um, what do you think about this? What, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I, don't, I don't... Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say I'm, I'm not um, worried about it at all, simply because, A, an 8 is a good score. Like, like we just had with this whole internet... Uh, fiasco. I, I'm not even going to say conversation. Yeah, fiasco regarding Jim Sterling's review of Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? Yeah, that that's you're you're making a good point here. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. The whole uh, gamers cannot be pleased anymore uh, discussion. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole uh, attitude where five is like failure and going forward. Like we had this discussion on our last podcast where you know five for me is like average. Like, but anyway. Dude, I feel, uh, I feel, I, I'm subscribed, I watch Jim Sterling, I like the guy, mm -hmm. I think he's very talented, and I think he's, he's got a lot to say, I, I legitimately felt bad for the guy after what happened with him with the whole Zelda review thing, I mean, DDoS attacks, uh, uh, drink, being threatened to drink bleach, it's, it's not the worse. first time it's happened either, no, we're going, it's, it's going overboard, like, these, these people gotta relax a little bit, you know, like, I mean, it, it's pretty, it's pretty wild how you can take something like that and say, and, 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 I mean, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's no denying the game is fantastic, but to each his own, in my opinion, it's fantastic, in, in somebody else's, it, maybe it's garbage, but that doesn't mean anything, because as long as I like it, that's all that matters, 
You understand? Right. Like, you know, uh, people people tend to detach themselves from that 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 idea, that notion, and they 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 attach themselves to a product like they have stock invested in it, and like this is going <laughs> to hurt their pockets because it got like. Listen, I mean, we're talking about. And these are the problems with sites like Metacritic and sites like where, where they, they take a lump sum of a score, they take a lump sum of everything average and they put it together for one solid number and people start playing the name, the blame game because one review comes out and lowers the per almost perfect score. It's like there's no such thing as a game that's ever going to be perfect. Ever. Right. Ever. There is going there's to no be issues. There's no such thing as anything that's ever going to be perfect. Exactly. Like it's, it's not going to happen. You know, Legend of Zelda is the first... The Breath of the Wild is the first Nintendo IP that I've played from a Zelda standpoint, Mario standpoint, Donkey Kong standpoint, where the where the testing on that game, the QA on that game, uh, clearly was not up to speed with what they were doing with the game because the game released with a not a horrible frame rate, but frame rate issues. It's the first time I've seen that in a Nintendo title because uh, they're usually pretty pretty you know. You know, they're, they're, they they work very well. I have yet to... Like, all the Mario games, all the Zelda games that i played run very, very... They're very optimized, I guess right. what I'm trying to say right now. And it's the first game where that's not the case, where you run into wooded areas and you run into uh, these places and it's like... You get, this, you get the frame rate... You get the frame rate dip. Yeah, it's not it's not enough to deter you from the fun you're having, but still, it's, it's, it's kind of weird to see it in a Zelda game. Uh, yeah, totally. So, um, I, I, I guess, yeah, what you're saying there is very, very much the case that people just need to lighten up a bit and and just really, I mean, hey, if you, if you love the game and you like the, if you, yeah. if it's your game and you love it so much, get over it. <laughs> you know? yeah, the other reason I'm not worried though is just because I mean this isn't the first uh, this isn't the first English review to come out for the Western version. Um, the official PlayStation magazine over in the UK uh, already reviewed it, and I'm pretty sure they gave it a 10. Um, mm. And, I mean, not that it really means anything, because Famitsu literally gives... Famitsu would give a pile of dog shit a 10 out of 10, or I guess on, on their magazine it's oh my God. 40 out of 40. Like, it's like there are four raiders, and each one gives a score. Ooh. But, like, literally, literally, if you know anything about Famitsu, they give everything. It's Actually, it's usually, like, three guys will give it a 10 out of 10, and one guy will give it a nine. That's literally how every single big uh, AAA game goes with Famitsu. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, like, the game is getting a lot of good scores. I'm not worried about Persona 5 at all. Yeah, I'm not worried about it either. I feel like most of the people that are going to be reviewing this games are probably going to be big JRPG fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that we don't get often nowadays. And to have that, like, classic JRPG formula is, is going to, like, tickle the fancy of many people. Um yeah, tickle. <laughs> um, and also, like, speaking to that, um, you know, Final Fantasy had a very sort of Western RPG kind of thing, and and this is this this is not this is going to be the game for JRPGs like this year yeah. for sure. Um, I, I I again, reviews are reviews. Please don't. And, and you know what? You know what? Not because here in Neobytes we also do cinema, we do film reviews as well. Uh, and same thing happened with Get Out. Big time celebrities even even shoot themselves in the foot. Like Get Out, the movie Get Out got a 99% fresh. Had 100% fresh, got a 99% fresh because one reviewer bashed it and said he didn't like it for what it was. And you had celebrities coming out saying, 
cursing this guy out on Twitter because he stopped the perfect review score. It's like, what is going on right now? It's, 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 well, it's crazy. That's also, you're talking about Get Out, which um, that I think can be set aside as not that I'm not that I'm um, condoning anything those guys were saying, you know, c- accusing this one guy who messed with the Rotten Tomato score cuz honestly who who gives a crap, but yeah. I'm saying I can see why people get so upset because that also ties into you know Get Out is a very racially charged movie. Yeah. Um so there's that aspect to it. So it, there's a little more at play than say, you know, the rating behind The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's just like you you have these people that get so attached to a product and they just uh, lose it when you taint their when you when somebody has a different opinion on a product and and it, it's it's just it's just bizarre to me because I don't know I mean like I feel like the Legend of Zelda there's a lot of issues with that game uh, it's still an incredible game but there's a lot of issues. And I don't like the fact that that game, and I'll say it and I'll keep saying it, that game got a get-out-of-jail-free card. (laughs) Wholeheartedly got a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's a fabulous game. I'm still playing it. I love the shit out of it. But there's a lot. That game did not deserve a perfect 10 score by any means. There's There's a lot of stuff in that game that could have been done differently. Uh, You know, even the frame rate itself should have deducted at least a half a point. Uh, you know, just just to be fair on a fairness level, and it's like because it's Zelda. No, 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 no. We don't. T- we this is a ten without a doubt, <laughs> hands down. Whatever. Honestly, if it would have got a nine point five, a nine, a seven, and a, I would have still bought it because it's Zelda and I love Zelda. Right. You know, it wouldn't have made a difference to me. But it's always about kind of trying to maintain that perfection, and it's like. You can't if you're trying to define and classify perfection, then you don't know what perfection is. Because perfection is imperfection. Perfection can yeah. be imperfection. And that's just that's just that's just a way to look at it. So I think people just need to relax a bit on that. And Persona Five is probably please do not let this Edge magazine article dissuade you from thinking I'm like stuttering because I'm getting so upset about that game is gonna be amusing. Just watch one of the trailers for it. Like it has such a sense of style that quite frankly, like it's the reason I missed the JRPG. JRPG, my favorite genre. It's the mm. reason, one of the biggest reasons I miss it so much. Uh, I mean, not that it's like gone totally, just that it kind of went away for a good generation and a half. Um, just the sense of style, that Japanese-ness that is kind of lost on a lot of Western developed games. Yeah. Like, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda might be, I mean, we'll talk more in detail about that. Yeah. Might be f- like, but, you know, it might be fun, but like, and, and Dragon Age Inquisition might be fun, and The Witcher 3 even might be fun, but they don't have the same style as a game right. like Persona 5 or Final Fantasy 15, any Final Fantasy, any Persona, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I definitely uh, hear you on that. Um, and that actually uh, is, good, is a good way to segue into our next. Uh, topic our next bit of news uh which now is kind of odd to me uh because uh jonathan cooper uh who works at naughty dog he also worked on mass effect one he wrote uh, a string of tweets offering his perspective of the animation backlash occurring in mass effect andromeda um this is this is where i kind of take a step back 
as a game reviewer and being in the games industry, I take a step back and I say to myself, what the hell is going on right now? Mass Effect is getting crucified. It's getting crucified. Is it a perfect game? No. Is it as good as the other Mass Effect games? No. But for people to be doing what they're doing with this whole animation situation, it's just, it's getting out of control. It's, it's, it's getting out of control because yeah. people are really bashing it. And I don't want to sit here and defend developers because that's not my goal. I defend gamers. I defend develop, I defend anybody. I'm a rational person and I sit back and I look at everything as a whole. And I do not think that it is fair that we have a situation like Legend of Zelda that comes out with a lot of issues. And then we have a situation like Mass Effect, a game that was just as hard worked on with animation issues and it's on the cross. Like, right. it's, not, it's not okay. It's not okay because it, 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 it creates a divide and it makes people say, like, what's, why does this game do it, get away with it, but this game doesn't? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I, right. I haven't played Mass Effect yet because I'm, again, I'm, I'm a lone warrior here, so I'm working on my, uh, you know, narrow to moderate review and, and uh, I was working That's on fine. a Zelda. I, yeah, and, and like, I'm I have, waiting to play near, but I got to get through Mass Effect first. Exactly. There's so much, I mean, it's a very, very busy month in general, but. Yes. Um, I'm sure when I play Mass Effect, I'm sure I'm going to love it. And if there are funny animations, I'm sure I'm going to laugh at that and be like, that's yes, just so it's funny. funny. Yeah. You know, Hilarious. like, but, but it's crab like, walk. yeah, whatever, like whatever, as long as I'm having a good time, you know? So, uh, but I want, I want to get your guys' perspective on that because you guys are both playing this game. Is this animation issue that big of a deal? No. Um, no. It's, it's actually, so the, it's, the crab walk and the ape walk and all the kind of memes you've been seeing on Twitter, like those things happen. The very Vince McMahon rarely. walk. What? The Vince McMahon walk. Yeah. Um, actually, I have experienced once or twice like things like one of my AI companions will like like just stand in place and spin around for a few times, but then as soon as I move or something, it'll kind of jostle the AI so they get back to like combat position and mm -hmm. whatever they're supposed to be doing. The majority of the really glaring issues I find are facial animations. It's it's very similar to the way in which Fallout 4, when it came out, um, people were like, uh, this game kind of was developed in a bubble, and it's, it's almost as if Bethesda wasn't even looking at the standards that the industry mm -hmm. had evolved into over that period of time. Um, there's that. And I mean... You do have to give credit where credit's due because obviously games like Fallout and Mass Effect are animating a hell of a lot more people than a game like say Uncharted Four. Well, that's what. Um, well, that's what, I'm, I'm gonna let you continue. I don't mean to cut you off real quick, but that's yeah. what that's what Jonathan Cooper gets into in these in these in these tweets. He starts discussing how there's uh, he, he gives a positive insight into how animations are prioritized and how certain animations right. are more important than others and how they'll concentrate more on this. And they'll leave that one a little bit kind of not, I guess what I'm trying to say is a little bit half-assed just to... Just, it has to be generalized so it can fit multiple You can't faces. get Da Vinci quality animation on yeah. everything you touch because then the game would take like 10 years to come out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I was so. going to say, if you're comparing it to Uncharted, Uncharted doesn't have nearly as many NPCs as Mass Uncharted Effect. doesn't have an open galaxy where you fly <laughs> Exactly. Through. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I cut you off, Jason. I just wanted to get, because he, no. he actually got into that in his tweets about how, um, how animations are prioritized and certain things are worked on harder than others. So that's why you kind in, of, you know, see that. 
in my opinion, the only reason these, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons that these animations, though, the issues are so noticeable because they're really, they're not that much worse than, say, in, like, Fallout 4. But the reason, like, it wasn't as noticeable, say, in Fallout 4 is because Fallout 4 had pretty good writing behind it, Mm -hmm. and the voice (laughs) acting was pretty good. Like, um, Mass Effect Andromeda, especially when you compare it to its, you know, predecessors, predecessors, um, the writing is lacking. Um, I said, you know, in our podcast this past week that... Um, I have found it slightly improved after about like six or seven hours of gameplay mm-hmm. and it got a little deeper. Um, it started to improve a little bit. I mean, I still, I haven't really picked up the game much since then, so I, I can't really report more on that, but that, and some of the voice acting is, it's atrocious, dude. Like if I was EA and I was looking at, or if I was a QA tester, I would have been like, yo man, you just take three months. If you gotta invest like another million dollars, do it because it's worth it for this franchise. Wait, hold on. So you're talking about voice acting, but again, from what I've seen so far, and I don't want to prioritize points in gaming that mean more than others. Yeah. But the gameplay, from what I played at PAX East, I played you know at the multiplayer, and I put the gameplay is a blast in this game. No, no, it's fun. Yeah, the combat is probably the best part of the game. So yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for myself right now and saying that if I got to deal with some awkward conversations every now and then, fine. But that's the center of Mass Effect, though. No, I get that. It's the center of Mass Effect because I beat one, two, and three, so I know the yeah, conversation. Yeah. I know the, 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 you know, the, the conversation, the branching off, et cetera, how things change, whatever the case may be. But, again, people have to also realize that I, I almost felt that a bit in Mass Effect 3, that Mass Effect... And I, I always call it this, Mass Effect started to go towards a Gears of War-esque experience in the sense that they were concentrating more on the cover system, yeah. fighting, etc. Mass Effect 1 Same will thing. always be the best Mass Effect. Mass Effect yeah, 1. Yeah, no, no. And, and, I agree with you on that. And, and, and because it prioritized story, it prioritized dialogue, it prioritized all that. As <clears> it started to get more into a combat-developed, combat-enveloped like a, a game that was more like that, more on the biotics, more on using your powers, more on this whole combat-driven experience. It's like the developers, they kind of have to shift and make themselves kind of adapt and bring something new uh, or, or, or just... You can't have the best of both worlds is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, no, no, totally agree. And I, think that, I will say oh, I have sorry. gotten deeper into the dialogue um, and... Your main crew definitely has good dialogue. Like I'm starting to get connected to characters, whereas when where when I was at the point of the game that you are in, Jason, I was like, uh, snore, snore. I'm gonna do my homework while like, these. Especially like when you first meet PB, but like, but when you talk to like Drax or Vetra, I mean, it's always the alien characters that are the best. Like, yeah, you, you start so to get some good. So stuff, this yeah. game is like a fine wine. It gets better with time, is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. You can, if you can you trek through. You have to really delve into it, though. Like, you have to go... It's not like the um, the cutscenes. Like, you have to go and actually take the time to go talk to your right. teammates in the ship. Like, it's the the actual way the game's presented in terms... Like, the main narrative in cutscenes and stuff, it's still kind of iffy. 
But when you go and actually explore the nooks and crannies, you'll find you'll uncover good stuff. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, I um, it, yeah, I'm I'm gonna play it eventually to its entirety and 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 put a review up for it. But until that point in time, um, I'm going to take this whole entire debacle of animations and et cetera and just put it up to people just exaggerating. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, just oh, sorry, Delilah. No, I just wanted to make a point going back to the animation, tell a funny story of experience I had on today. And I was actually streaming it on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to see it for yourself, Assassin's Creed everything. Um, so I had, I had three of the cat, which is the alien enemy, come down. And one of them just decided to run up a mountain, a really high mountain. He just ran up there and stopped. And I was like, well, why are you going over there? And so whatever, I go and I kill the first two guys. I boop, 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 get rid of them. But my mission still wasn't finished because of that guy up there on the mountain. Uh -huh. So I had to get it. I had to get in my Nomad, which is the <laughs> vehicle that you have. I had to drive, like, vertically up the mountain like some Skyrim cheesy shit. You drove you just to go run kill over as you're going up. And then I run him over, and then he, like, fell down the mountain, and then I killed him, and then the mission finished. And it was just, like, that glitch was hysterical. So these animation issues, they're actually really funny. Second funny story, very quick. Um, there was one of the NPCs when I settled into a planet and I brought all my people over, and she, she looked like she was drunk. She was standing there. Every two seconds, she was like... <laughs> like she was just doing like drunk motions and I was like is this supposed to happen or is this a glitch and so I, I if you guys see like someone that looks drunk let me know because she wasn't slurring her words like a drunk person she just was doing movements like she was drunk and I think it was a glitch but I'm not sure did so it's all, all hysterical oh, so did you ever have anybody just walk away from you while they're in the middle of a conversation with you like they no. literally just turn around or they'll walk through <laughs> I don't know about you guys but this game sounds right up my alley because I love shit like that. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I can't be mad about it because, like, I laugh when it happens. Exactly. It's so funny. You got to, you got to, with these open world games, you, you got to expect optimization on these things. People, like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been playing games since NES. Where we're at with games today, I just feel like. These people work so hard on these games, these developers. They do. They're, they're no easy tasks. We need, to, we need to stop being spoiled gamers right now and just say, like, you know. And games are expensive. Don't get me wrong. 60 bucks for a game. It's no joke. You want a quality product. I get it. I'm with you on that. But right. you got to cut a little bit of slack. I mean, you can't go and crucify Bioware because there's a couple people that turn around during a conversation or, or look like monkeys <laughs> when you're talking to them. I mean, just get a good laugh out of it and continue forward, and that's it, you know? Yeah, and I really... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just, yeah. <laughs> you guys are so opinionated on this game. I love it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm really, I'm really glad you made that point about Zelda and how Zelda gets passes, because coming from playing Horizon and then playing this game, I can see where the frustration is, but if Zelda had some issues as well and, and wasn't held accountable for those issues, then, then it's not, like, it's not okay to, to do that because it's still a good game. It's yeah. not amazing, but it's good. Like next to Horizon, it's like okay, but that, that's all I had well, to say. Go well, ahead. Well, well, we know Horizon just, is amazing. So. Well, I, yeah, and I mean, I was gonna speaking of Horizon and Zelda and building on Donnie's point, just for people to keep perspective um, in terms of optimization. Just just focusing on optimization, like 
Zelda and Horizon just had to focus on optimizing for one console. They built those games just for one console. Mass Effect, Mass Effect is on two consoles. Not only that, it's also on PC. PC is the hardest thing you can optimize, optimize for, for yeah. because there's no one build. So you literally are optimizing for like infinite combinations. AMD, NVIDIA, you have all these yeah. different kinds. Of, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, Jason. I agree with you 100%. Uh, most of these multi-plat games have more trouble uh, across the board as opposed to a Zelda that has been, you know, Zelda was pretty much optimized. It's, it is optimized for the Switch. It was built originally on Wii U, but the Switch is basically a glorified Wii U that works a lot better yeah. than a Wii U. It's a lot small. You know, you get what I'm saying with that. Like, the optimization mm-hmm. is a lot easier. Horizon was built solely on one platform with, you know, the Decima engine. You know, so you know you got you got to give you got to give slack here or there. You got to give a little bit a little, little bit of wiggle room. And I'm sure with future updates, they're going to fix things here and there. I've even seen people actually use the custom the character creation tool to make uh, their main characters look better than the ones that are actually there. I, I was watching some video watching some videos on that. Uh, they actually or to made, make them look horrifying. <laughs> yeah, but I was watching some videos like they actually made the main character, the sister, look uh, more attractive than what her original character. Uh, looked like, or they, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what the creator character tool is there for. Uh, you know, if you don't like what you see, then make something different. I mean, I know I'd probably make my guy look like Harry and the Hendersons. I'm just, just saying. Uh, I will say... <laughs> you guys are funny, man. I gotta start so tallying now. I gotta start tallying how it doesn't get cut each other off. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so used to Delilah not saying anything because on my podcast she doesn't say shit. Yo, Jason, now, man. Like, every time Jason, to, every Delilah's time. a different person on this podcast, Jason. She's a different person, Jay. You know that. You should know that by now. Okay. Yes. Delilah, go. Uh, no, I was just going to say about the character creation. It's, it is it is pretty bad. Like, especially when you compare it to Dragon Age Inquisition, which was extremely detailed. Like, mm-hmm. My character, I think, looks cute, but like it could have, she could have looked way cuter because it was very limited. You're basing it off of uh, presets, and it was very limited, like the division, but not as bad as the division. Mm. So that's that's it. Go ahead, Jason. Oh no! All I was gonna say was that um, just a piece of advice. If you don't care about character customization, which I really didn't in this case, mm. I in Mass Effect in general, I don't. I heard and kind of. I think this is why I might not experience I, I might not have experienced as many issues as other people. I didn't even use the character creation tool uh, from the main menu when you first start up. I just selected Sarah Ryder uh, rather than going to character customization and then select Sarah Ryder. Right. Apparently, there's like a glitch in the game where that makes everything like a lot better. Um, that makes sense. So, so weird. So yeah, that's all I was going to say. Little. Uh, Anyway, Delilah, you got some final thoughts on this before we move on to the next topic? No, no, go for it. Cool. All right, so moving on up, moving on up. Here we go. Uh, Cool. So, uh, yeah, Jonathan Cooper, uh, good job on uh, pointing out some some stuff on the the, the craftsmanship that goes into animations on your Twitter. Uh, Next we have number five on the list. Um, Oh, this is actually Final Fantasy VII Remake news uh, for the JRPG fans (sighs) of Final Fantasy VII. Fans, uh, materia is something like a skill in the remake, uh, and you can also destroy boss parts in the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, you can destroy terrain and pieces of bosses in the remake. Also, you'll be able to take cover, 
to hide from enemies, uh, and it sounds like material will be an equipable item, as in the original, and a skill with some bearing on the effectiveness, effectiveness of the material you have equipped. Uh, I don't know how I feel about them putting a cover system into Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what's... Uh, again, I feel like Final Fantasy VII, the remake, is going to be a glorified Final Fantasy XV. Um, it is. It's going to play it's exactly gonna like XV. a disaster for them. Yeah, it's it's gonna play it's exactly. It's not gonna like meet. Game. It's not gonna meet anybody's expectations. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by how well Final Fantasy Fifteen played. Um, I really liked the combat system. That being said, um, this was something that Square Enix should never have ceded to their fans, um, because everybody thinks of Final Fantasy Seven as being something much better than it was. It was kind of a time and place thing where. For its time and place, Final Fantasy VII was pretty great, but it, the the game, like it, the story itself is pretty good, it, I guess. Um, the game itself doesn't really hold up, like combat. I mean, it, it it's functional, but and I mean, granted, they're not remaking the combat system or anything, but people are all going to have their different expectations and ideas of what this is going to be, and everybody's going to be disappointed. Wait, so um, Jason, are you are you are you going on uh, record here and stating that Final Fantasy VII is not as good as a game as people make it out to be? Yes, Final Fantasy VII is probably like the. You got your flame shield. Let's see. I would say. You got your flame shield. With <laughs> this this end of the spectrum being Final Fantasy VI, Jason's, so out, for, Jason's out for blood, man. You, these people and in the this, comments are gonna this, kill you, man. This side of the spectrum being Final Fantasy VIII, which is the worst. Um... Final Fantasy VIII, the Final worst? Fantasy, Squall? Yeah, Renoa? I would say Final Fantasy VII is somewhere square in the middle. Mm. Um, it's one of the most overrated games, I think, of all time. Ooh. Granted, it's a good it's a good game. I would give it, like, a 6 or a 7. Like, it's a good game. Wait, you give think, it a 7? Yeah, it's a good game. Jason. You need to I go drink bleach Mark right now for giving that game a 7. <laughs> Now, are you judging it from like twenty-something-year-old Jason? Are you judging it from Jason that <laughs> played totally it? Yeah, like... I'm, I'm totally messing with you. By the way, I, I, I no, agree. I know, I, I know. I, 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 I totally you. get the sarcasm. I was trying to run with the joke there to see how far <laughs> we could push it. But no, I mean, um, no, I, I genuinely think it's just an overrated game, and people are going to find because uh, it's it's the one game that like all these people who have never played any other Final Fantasy game, but they played that one because. You know, it was a big deal on PlayStation at that time and place. Uh, they have ideas of what this remake's going to be, and they're all going to be disappointed. And it's going to be hilarious. Um, actually, I, it's not going to be hilarious because it could be very bad for the series, especially after, you know, Final Fantasy 15 just brought it back from the brink. You know, it's going to but be we'll hilarious. Unless it kills Final Fantasy, that's not going to be hilarious. No, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Delilah, you got any. Uh Anything you want to say about this? Sorry to be so cynical, by the way. <laughs> oh, we know Jason you're, we know is you're a, a cynical huge Final Fantasy fan. fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, it, it. It's it's. He see, he seems like he's coming. He, he seems like a. Uh, he's coming. Uh, he's coming. Towards this thing, I love like, it. Yeah, he's I'm, I'm he, you're approaching it, it. You're approaching it like a father would be approaching bringing their, right. their daughter to high school for the first time. You're defensive. You're, you're, you're <laughs> like you're protective about it. You're like it's Final Fantasy VII. You really love it, but you hate it because you want to hate it right now. Because if they ruin it, at least you set yourself up for a disaster. But if they make it great, then at least you know that your Final Fantasy VII baby is okay. 
Uh, don't worry like, about I, it. I, I can assure you the game is going to suck. <laughs> when they re-released, or not re-released, yeah, when they re-released that, like, um, PS4 remaster of 7, like, I, I downloaded it, went back to play, and then, like, two hours in, I'm like... Uh, yeah, it's it, well. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I'll just I'll just wait to see what they do with the remake. Like, yeah, it, it definitely. Uh, well, that's what everything. I mean, even if you play, and I know I'm probably gonna have people uh, loading up, uh, loading up uh, their their flame war uh, guns or whatever I'm trying to say right now uh, in the comment section for saying this. But even Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Four, if you play it again yes. now, it's it. You know, it's 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 starting to stale a bit. Uh, in comparison to what we've been accustomed to with games like uh, Horizon yes. Zero Dawn, Last of Us, uh, God of War, or like you know, it's it's genre defining in the sense of when it came out, what it did. Those like, games all draw from it. Yeah, exactly. So people have to expect that, though. But anyway, uh, Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. The remake. Um, my call on it right now is I think that Square Enix shot themselves in the foot by even saying they were going to release this. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Donnie. Uh, cool. Next on the list we have... Oh, this is actually... Uh, people have been making a big deal about this. Ukulele drops JonTron from the game uh, due to his... See, this is ridiculous right now. I don't get this. This guy, JonTron, is a pretty famous YouTuber. He's got, like, I think 3 million subscribers. Big deal. Uh, he's a big deal in the YouTube world. Uh, he was working with, uh, you know... on with them with this game and I think he was supposed to have I'm not too sure exactly what his role was in it but uh, this guy comes out and starts bringing in his political views and his immigration views for the world to see on YouTube I'm sorry I don't want to say that I'm going to say this how stupid can you be like I, I was raised with my dad always taught me and always said one thing to me he said if you go to a party a couple things you discuss. You discuss how good the food is, how good how good the hors d'oeuvres are, how good the drinks are, how funny the people look. It's a couple things you don't discuss. Two of them are religion and politics. People need to get that fucking point. Stop it. Stop going on YouTube for the world to see and expressing your political views because it's just not the place. You're 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 shooting yourself in the foot. You're dealing with a. a Billions of people watching this on in the, on the internet. Why would you do something like that? You're going to like it, it. Just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And and quite honestly, like his 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 views were already ridiculous to begin with. But like I don't know. It's just it's just stupid. Unless yeah. unless that's expressly the point of your content, like someone like Dave Rubin. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, you know, if your if your job and your thing is games and video, like that's what you should be discussing. You shouldn't right. be discussing no, your ideas your on immigration. Point. That that's that's not that doesn't make any sense to me. Like you're you, like I don't know. It just baffles my. It just boggles my mind because like it's also a respect issue. It comes down right. to respect as well. Like people have their views. Other people have different views. That doesn't mean you get to go on a place where you can, you know, I get freedom of speech and all, but, you know, you got to be cordial about it, too. If you have an opinion, you got to make it sound professional. You can't go on because you have a, you have a, this, this user base or this audience and start saying stupid stuff and then be shocked or surprised when people are, like, kind of being, like, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, we saw, this, we saw the same thing happen with, uh, 
Collins. Yeah, Colin Moriarty, where he, uh, you know, obviously kind of funny what happened with all that. Uh, which, by the way, I, I mean, that, that was also another crazy, crazy thing. But yeah. Uh, that was a little different, though, because that took place outside of the content itself. Yeah. I, I, that was uh, I, I, I don't I don't know whatever it's 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 just it's just weird to me how uh, people just do that. But anyway, moving on. If you were looking forward for John Tron being in uh, ukulele in some way, uh, you'll be upset about this news. I personally didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> cool. Next, this is this is huge news, and this is what I love to read. Developers focusing on making their content even better because Neo is getting a free update with 10 new missions and more. This update is already out in Japan and should be released in the West soon. Uh, the update contains 10 new missions that will, will be included, accessible at different points of the story. Among missions, players will, will be able to challenge two disciples of the Kenzi and Kamiz Kamizumi Nabutsuna, Yagu Manutoshi, and <laughs> Ho Hoisin Inye. I definitely did not pronounce all that I right. I believe it's Hoisin. Hoisin. Uh, <laughs> if, Mar if Mark was on this podcast, yeah, if, if only Mark was here. Oh, probably, yeah. I'm sorry if I botched all that. I'm very sorry to our Asian uh, people watching. Uh, on top of that, another mission will include a fight against a large boss, uh, yokai, and his, uh, and all of his like little smaller yokai. So, so this is cool. This is yeah. like, you know, they're adding free stuff. It's free. The keyword here is free. Totally. No, exactly. this is totally an awesome story. I just want to make one side note. What's that? Don't you guys hate how nowadays with these press, the way these press releases, so like they lay out all these content releases and stuff in such detail. There's like no surprise anymore. Like, oh, I know now it's going to culminate in this huge boss. Shadow drop. I would have loved, <laughs> loved to have figured that out for myself. But no, it's awesome new stuff. Yeah, I'm, I dig. I dig the whole thing happening recently in video game. Uh, video game. Um, the video game where like the shadow drops, I dig that stuff, man. That's cool. Like yeah, we have like, this, like you don't know what's coming. It's just yeah, like, like PT. Come on, man. That yeah. was that was awesome. PT was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a shame what happened to PT. But we're getting death stranding. R.I.P. So yeah, R.I.P. PT. Is it true that R.I.P. PT? Is it true that the uh, if you have a console that still has the game on it, you can sell yes. it? Yes. Really? Yeah. Is it true that Jason has a? Uh, an Ocarina Time Amiibo that he's going to give me so I can unlock the green tunic in Legend of Zelda? <laughs> you, know what, you know what's even better? Don't, I'm take don't, him right here. don't you show that thick... Don't you... Do, you son of a... He did it. Oh, it's he so did pretty. it on this podcast. You're, and he's kissing it now. You're sick. You're sick. Sick in the head. Give me that. I need that. I need it. No, you know what? I'm no. gonna work hard. I'm gonna he only get... plays his little ocarina, clay ocarina, for me. You're sick. He sits right. He sits right here with Groot and Deadpool. You're crazy. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all 120 shrines and unlock my uh, my own tunics. You could keep your you could keep your ocarina of time, amiibo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's cool. That's that's good neo news. Uh, what else have we got on this list? All right, so. Pretty much uh, the news that I thought was uh, important to discuss. Now we're going to get some some smaller, some other stuff to to go move forward in this podcast. First one up is, I guess people because people have been asking me, uh, where is my Zelda review? 
Uh, and I'm going to come out on this podcast and say, I am not doing a Zelda review. I have, I have it written up. I have it ready to go. I am not doing it because I will not stand for what Nintendo does on YouTube with their content. I will not stand for what they do when they... It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how you can literally put a picture of Donkey Kong and Nintendo will flag you. Like, it's insane. They don't make it easy, and, and I just don't want to deal with the hassle of it. Uh, so I'm just going to say on this podcast, if I had to rate Zelda, I'd give it a 9 out of 10 bytes. Uh, and cool. that's it. Uh, game is fantastic. I love the shit out of it, but I will not be releasing a review for it because I will not... I will not condone Nintendo's behavior in that sense on what they do with their products and what they do with YouTube in general and their copyright issues and all these things that they do. It's just not, it's not cool. And uh, I'm not going to just put something up to have it taken down immediately or have it like, I mean, you know, I do this for a job as well. So it's like, it sucks that, you know, I have to worry about those kinds of things when I'm, when I'm giving them free promotion. You understand? Like, it's just, it's just annoying to me. Uh, and I, I, I just won't tolerate it. So, um, unfortunately, Thanks, as, as great of a game as Zelda is, I will not be releasing a review for it. But there are plenty of other reviews out there for it that uh, I'm sure people have already gathered the idea or pretty much come to terms with the idea that the game is a fabulous, it's a fantastic game in every sense. Uh, That's okay, Donnie. I still love you. Yeah, and you deserve, <laughs> you, you need to go out and play it and do yourself that favor. Uh, but as far as my opinion is concerned on the game, I have my gripes with it here and there. Frame rate, uh, weapon durability system, and the fact of... My, th my three main gripes with it are weapon durability, frame rate, and why the fudge sticks can I... Why can I not choose Japanese voice... Why can I do that in this game? Why do I have to listen to these... Wait, what? Yeah, you can't, you, you, you can't choose Japanese. You can't. You cannot have Japanese audio vo voice work happening in the game. Yeah, so I have to sit there and listen to the most awkward English, like voice work in my life. And it's like, I because I watched, you know, I, I the the, the um, Nintendo uh, the the the, uh, the Nintendo Direct that they did when they showed the. Obviously, the trailer for Breath of the Wild, they showed the introduction to it. It was Japanese. And I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, listen to yeah. this. Listen to, the, listen to the bass in these voices. And then you play, like, the American version. And it's like, oh, yeah. The, you be, I, I, there's one specific scene where you meet a Goron. And it, it, it's just, I'm, I was listening to him. I'm like, please shut up. <laughs> please please just, you know, I'll, just shut it. I'll, fl I'll flip the shit if that happens with Persona 5 somehow. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. if I cannot put if I cannot put Persona Five in Japanese, I think I'll just murder and skin my dog and roll oh up in a corner with <laughs> my dog's head. I'm just kidding. I was trying to think of the most insane, crazy thing. You were the first I saw people. my dog right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're sick in the head, man. You're crazy. No, uh, I yeah, I just I just love Japanese voice work, and it it always ends up that way where the English voice work is never up to par with that and I just don't understand what they they could easily just put it in and they didn't so whatever it sucks right. but those are my three gripes with the game uh, so that's why I gave it a 9 out of 10 bytes 9 out of 10 from Neobytes there you go Zelda All right, anyway cool moving on <laughs> so we have uh, we went into the next topic was why so much Mass Effect hate um, we, we discussed that a bit 
Uh, but I, want, I really want to talk about uh, where you guys are leaning with where you would rate this game, Mass Effect Andromeda, as a whole, um, in comparison to the rest of the series and what you've played so far. And if you had to give it a review right now or had to give it your a review score from an, a zero out of ten bytes, what would you guys give it um, as of so, right now? On our last episode of Dead Cell Media, I gave it a 6.4. <laughs> um, and after 6. playing 4. it for... 0.4. Yes, 0. 0.4. Very specific. It's a weird thing I need to do. Um, <laughs> for After playing it today for, I don't know, maybe four hours, um, it's definitely like a an 8. Uh, like a 7.7 7 for Delilah rating, but an 8. In Neobytes. Really? You bumped it up that far? I did, I did, I did. It's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. The glitches no, I, are great I was having fun, me. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's your favorite part of the game so far, Delilah? And then, Jason, you can go into your spiel of Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, later, yeah. Um, honestly, glitches are kind of a big part of what I like about this game. It just makes me laugh. And I know that's a funny thing to say. Like, glitches are a good part of the game, but they are. You'll see when you play it. Um, I really like the, like going into the world and going to different like points of interest on the map and then you're fighting like the enemies the combat the RPG system is my number one favorite thing mm-hmm. is like leveling up in you can be very creative you can mix and match the biotics the tech would you say combat. it's your favorite combat system so far in a Mass Effect uh, game yes okay. yes 100% okay um, and I, I already know who I want to bang Whoa! <laughs> Yo, it, it's Drax, right? Whoa! <laughs> it's, it's definitely Drax. Drax that, is that in, that old that came, that came out so out of the blue. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Okay, so 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 Delilah wants to bang Drax. Uh, or am no. I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Jason, yo, Jason. yo, Krogan, dude, Krogans are infertile, so it's the ultimate condom. <laughs> they were, they were, their fucking all their fucking sperm were killed by a virus deployed by the Turians, so you can't get pregos. Like you're, you're set. Oh my That's god! That's it. Gotcha. You can just keep going all night. You don't have to worry about it. Oh my! Don't buy any more condoms. <laughs> oh my god. I, He's definitely my top three for wanting to bang because he's like 3,000 years old. And that sounds pretty cool. Like, oh, I banged a 3,000-year-old. It's like a little, like, like a pedophile-ish, but whatever. Um, but whatever no, P- floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, PB, is, it, she's grown on me a lot. Um, and uh, some Irish chick. I forgot her name. Sona, maybe. Um Cool. Is she the one that's in the front piloting with the yes. uh, really boring Solarian dude? Okay. Yeah, those go. three. Well, and so- it's all because of personality. Ooh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so uh, Delilah, you uh, would give it an 8 out of 10 bytes. Your uh, favorite part of this game is definitely the combat and the glitches, and you want to bang a co-pilot. There we go. That's, <laughs> where, we, uh, that's where we're going with this. Uh, Jason. What are, you, what are you doing? So, what, are you, what are you doing over there, looking all stud-like? Why don't you give us a Why don't you give us a little bit of information about what you think about Mass Effect Andromeda? What your favorite thing about Mass Effect Andromeda is, and who you want to bang? <laughs> so I uh, like Delilah. Uh, I've been having some fun with it. Not quite as much fun, at least yet. I'm I, I've fallen behind, whereas um, I was ahead of Delilah, and then she just obviously played a whole much 
whole much bunch more. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. I just got tongue tied. Um, I'm about six or seven hours in, and really only just unlocked, you know, all of the game's mechanics, features. So everything just kind of opened up to me. If I um, have to give it a score, uh, and again, keep in mind, as I was saying earlier, in my scoring, I use the entire scoring spectrum. So 1 to 10, 5 is average, 1 is terrible, the the most god-awful, demonic thing you can imagine. 10 is terrific game. I don't like using the word perfect for the reasons you said before, Donnie. Mm-hmm. I'm so far at a 6. But like I was saying earlier, the game has been improving. And I think when I play more, I might have a similar experience that Delilah had where she jumped it up a little. I don't think I could say, honestly, that it will ever reach an 8 for me. I think 7 is as high as it will go. But again, for me, 7 is a good game. Yeah. Um, My main problem with the game isn't necessarily that the mechanics are bad, because I think uh, the mechanics are pretty solid. Actually, the combat... Is pretty fun as a tactical shooter. I disagree with Delilah on the RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. I have the same problem with Mass Effect that I have with Fallout, where there's no consequence to any choice you make. You can pretty much be anything you want to be at any time as long as you mm-hmm. invest the points in it. I hate that. I think RPGs should always be about choice and always be about consequences. That's like a fundamental yeah. part of Western RPGs, or at least their heritage. And I think that's lost um, in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, in my time, RPGs, you know, that I sound like I sound like a geezer, but you sound like, like Gandalf. You know. <laughs> oh, Bilbo Baggins! No, 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 I lost it. I, lost I was trying too hard. That you time. had it, and then you yeah, lost yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so, but, so, uh, so your favorite part? Uh, anyway, your, anyway, your my favorite, favorite part is uh, my favorite part would probably be. Um, the combat and uh, I definitely just like the idea of going out and colonizing. Like some of the managerial stuff can be pretty fun. Actually, like I like the idea of going out and colonizing a new galaxy and ex- mm. actually exploring. It's not like the original trilogy where everything was largely explored. You were kind of exploring the political conflicts of yeah. a pre-existing society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of making it a little more like Star Trek where it's the final frontier, you know, you're pushing boundaries. Um, and as for who I would want to bang, um, Drag. Well, I'm Sarah. No, because aside from Drag, I don't want to bang Drax because, uh, I feel like in the, in the relationship, I would need to have equal power and Drax just has too much power. He's too cool. <laughs> um, all the other men are just boring though. They're terrible. Like the Liam guy, like, oh, I'm the kind of person who does rather like talks about doing like it's okay all that stuff. That it's okay, Jason. Rock, There's no for yeah. you don't you don't have to forcefully bang. So someone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you have to forcefully bang elect. someone in this game, or you can you, you can skip it. I'm not, you get you get trophies yeah. for, for three people, which makes me feel like a whore. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're a trophy whore. <laughs> but, um, oh no, I feel God. like I'm gonna. A lesbian simply because not because it's cool, but because the females are just much cooler characters in this game. Okay. By and large. Um I'm okay. I'm thinking Vetra. Uh cool. I'm gonna go after that. Cool. If I can. I don't know if I can. I like her. She's like a Han Solo esque pirate slash smuggler Turian. Cool. So she's less militaristic than the other ones. She's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Awesome. So yeah, that's that's cool. So you guys seem like you guys are having a great time with the game. Uh, so far, I'm getting a uh, I'm getting a, a good vibe coming from you guys, and it seems like Mass Effect Andromeda. With time, it is like a fine wine in the sense that if you actually are able to or get through trekking through the first five or six hours of it, it becomes a whole different kind of experience, a more enjoyable experience. Uh, judging by what Delilah said with her review score going up, and you, Jason, kind of leaning towards that direction as well. So I'm going to. Once I start playing it, I'm going to, you know, hopefully have the same thing. But yeah, I guess this means like people should should give this game definitely give it a go, give it definitely. a shot. Yeah, uh, definitely. Cool. I mean, so. I will say, I will say for the inevitable future installments they make, uh, all the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it. You can see like this awesome game that would have blown people away. Yeah. My personal opinion, and like I said on our last show, uh, mm-hmm. is that. Given some comments that were made and some rumors that have been about, I do think there were some issues behind the scenes during the development. Um, you know, it, it something not like there was one big clash, but some like development was severely slowed, and then towards the end they found, you know, we have to get it out by this date and towards maybe the last year or two, they found themselves kind of in a crunch. They were rushing. I did not, I did not, not expect this. It. I did not expect this game to come out when it did. I did not exactly. expect that. I, I was very, exactly. I, I remember reading the release date on it and being like, wait, what? Really? Like that, I that think, soon? I think the reason, I think the reason we didn't see really any of it until as close to the release date as we did. Cause like, Keep in mind, like, it was, like, not even... It was, what, December? And on our old podcast, we were talking about Delilah, how we hadn't really seen anything. Right. I think EA knew, I think Bioware knew what was going to happen. They were just trying to polish as much as they could before they kicked it out the door. And, you know... Mm -hmm. Definitely. But that's just an opinion. Cool. Speculation based on rumors and stuff, so... All right, cool. So we're going to do uh, something a little bit different this time around uh, because in the past Bit News episodes, uh, we have a category on Neobytes called Cinema Veritas. Uh, it's our category that our go-to uh, movie category for movie reviews, trailer reactions, etc. Uh, so at the end of each podcast, if I have the allotted time, I will basically try and put my take on cinema, what's happening in the world of cinema. Uh, but I'm going to use this moment in time to announce to announce something new for the Neobytes uh, fans, and that is that we are actually going to be having a movie podcast uh, come out as well. Uh, I'm announcing it here for the first time, so yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that. That will be uh, weekly (laughs) as well. I'm excited for that because I'm a huge film buff. And uh, I love talking about film just so much. I love talking about games. So uh, the cinema, this category right now will probably go away, be more focused on gaming, and then the whole we'll have a full podcast dedicated to everything about film. But without that, we're gonna we're gonna this will be the last final episode for the cinema veritas category of bit news. So without that, let's go into a couple things. First of all, uh, key titles that came out so far, uh, key movies that came out so far uh, in this uh, time frame in this. You know, period of time for me, the key films have been Logan, Power Rangers, uh, and um, recently the movie Life that came out with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Logan and Power Rangers, obviously, everyone knows is up there as far as, uh, you know, movies. But uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Logan. Yeah. Uh, You guys obviously saw it, I take. You guys saw Logan? Seen it. 
Yeah. Three times. Cool. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, we have we put our review up for it, but I wanted to speak a little bit about it because I have yet to actually be able to speak to somebody about this film and, and what it really, really very powerful, very powerful film. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna go. You know, we'll, we'll take it step by step here. Uh, I'm gonna go and say that probably. Uh, to me right now, one of the greatest superhero films ever made. Agreed. I say it's between Logan and The Dark Knight. Yeah. The Dark The Dark Knight has been unchallenged for, what did it come out in 08? Mm-hmm. So it's been unchallenged for like nine years. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever come close. Logan and I, like my first reaction when I came out of the theater was like, I think that's better than The Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's also, that also goes into the whole thing about Dark Knight and what if it didn't have Heath Ledger, you know, which is a big deal. Uh, right. Dark Knight was Heath Ledger, was the Joker. I mean, for Christ's sake, I saw the Dark Knight and I, I did not want the Joker to lose in the end. That's how good Heath Ledger played that yeah. role. Uh, I was rooting for the bad guy. But uh, Logan, I... This is a very, very strange film in the sense that uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into a bit of spoilers here on this podcast. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, I, I definitely suggest you uh, fast forward a bit. I'll put a timestamp on so you guys can see when we're done talking about this. But uh, this definitely was not a film that was supposed to be uplifting and happy. Um, it's a western. Yeah, uh, it was a film. It is a film that is meant to leave you with feeling like what Wolverine felt, which is basically uh, sadness. Um, that he does not get what he wants in the end, which is peace. He doesn't get that because the minute he's about to have it with his, you know, daughter, X-23, um, he can't experience it. Uh, and there's so many moments in time in this film where you kind of get that idea of, like, him being so close to being finally at peace and he just can't do it. Uh, yeah. And there's little things that happen, too. I mean, I remember distinctly pointing out a scene in the movie where he grabs a pack of cigars out of that, that Quick Mart case, yeah. and you never, see, you never see him smoke them. You never see him get that opportunity to do what he wants to. He doesn't, he, like, it's just like this character that is, all he really wanted to do was just go on a boat with Professor Xavier and just live out his days with Professor Xavier because it was, only, it was the only real father figure he ever had. Uh, right. Even though they combated with one another and they were so different in their ways, but it was so deep and emotional in the sense of like, I mean, there was so much man tears in this movie for me. Like honestly, <laughs> like I, I, there was like just feels. Ev- the feels were everywhere. Uh, I remember certain points in time in this film, like when he was carrying him up the steps, and um, you know, Professor Xavier as a whole is so broken in this movie, and it's it, their their relationship is so strong and deep. And it's funny because in the beginning, in the other X-Men movies, you have this whole thing where he's so combative with Professor Xavier and so against what he's trying to do. And then it's funny how it all comes down to a point where Professor Xavier, like Wolverine is the only thing he has left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because from what we understand, Professor Xavier, due to mental degradation, ends up killing all the X-Men. Yeah, it's implied. It's implied. We don't know exactly what happens per se, but it's implied. But and, yeah, up, uh, they talk about it an, an incident in upstate New York that yeah. killed the, and then Logan turns off the radio. Like, yeah, 
Um, Upstate New York being where the um, Xavier's mansion was. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, uh, here in Neobots, we loved it, and our review is up for that. You definitely go check that out if you're interested, but it, it, this movie for me, I, I saw it uh, twice, and I, I just, I, I, I just, it, it, it's like, I don't want them to make any more. Right. I, I want, want I, I want him to make more of this caliber. Yeah, but right. what I mean by that is, I mean by like, like you know they're going to make more Wolverine films. There's talks like Hugh Jackman was talking about how he wanted Tom Hardy to play Wolverine next time around. Um, and there was even some art that came out. Some guy put like a mock-up art of it, which it looked pretty interesting. But the amount of dedication that Hugh Jackman has put into this role, I mean, you're talking, what, 17 years? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, part of, that's part of the power of the movie, I feel, is um, how synonymous Hugh Because keep in mind before, two, what was it, 2000 or 2000? Was it 99, 2000, 2001, the original X-Men came out? I was in elementary school, so... I think it was 2001. Um, yeah. Keep in mind, Hugh Jackman was a stage actor doing Oklahoma. Yeah. Nobody knew his name. And then all of a sudden, he's Wolverine. And people hated him at first. Like, people re- really did not like him because he was not representative in their mind of the actual character, the comic book character. Yeah, because Wolverine's like supposed Wolverine, to be short. Short. Stinky. Yeah, short. Like, not really attractive looking. Not really like and Wolver and, and Hugh Jackman. He's supposed to be like a thug. He's yeah, supposed Hugh, to be like a thug. Hugh Jackman's the complete opposite of that. He's like six two. He's handsome. He's, he's ripped mm-hmm. out of his mind. I mean, I I met the guy in New York City one time. I met him and oh, that's awesome. And yeah, and n- even even all of that, what he has, he's the nicest freaking guy on the planet. Like he's just an overall nice guy. So uh, it's it's I get where you're going with that with the sense of like. It was very shocking to see him play Wolverine. Um, but this movie, to me, the most important part of this movie is not the violence, is not the, the story, is not... It's Hugh Jackman's face. Like, mm-hmm. he, his face tells a story in this film. He is... And he, he did it so well that he's just so tired in this film. Like, yeah. you see the degradate, You see... That he just wants to just be like, I just, I just want to give up and be at peace already. And it's like, it, it's it's just performed so well, just a masterpiece. I loved it. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, he's like dying of lead poison. Not lead. I mean, technically it's adamantium, but he's like, I, you can equate it to like lead poison. He's dying of lead poisoning throughout the entire movie. Yeah. He can't heal. He's getting shot and you know stabbed and shit the entire movie, and. Like it's it's not only the physical damage, but yeah, like you said, his face really rings out that emotional damage, and um, just the. I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Daphne. What's her last name? Oh, we played X twenty three. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm really hoping they give it a few years, and they do. Um, I. To your point before, Donnie, you were talking about how inevitably they're going to be doing another Wolverine. Yes, of course, at one point, they're going to be doing another Wolverine movie. That being said, if there's anything I think Fox has learned in the past couple of years from the past few movies they've done, Mm -hmm. it's that listening to the fans usually works. Um, And I think they are going to listen to the fans who are clamoring now for an X-23 
continuation of that same story. Yeah. Um, now, granted, we don't know how da- that actress would uh, play out in a lead role. She was a very good side character. Um, we'll, you know, I think she might need a few years. She is like a dedicated actress. She's not just some kid they plucked out. Like, she's classically she's Spanish, I believe. Daphne Keen. Uh, she's classic. Daphne Keen. That's yeah. it. Um, she's Spanish. She's classically trained. Like she has done stage. Like she's very into it. So I think that might be a you know a very a very real um, pot- uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for um, potential. A very real possibility. But I uh, am I am I we'll going, am I going out on a limb here by saying that I think part of what made her so well for this part too is that she's not really a cute cute kid. Yes, she's not like super adorable like big blue eyes she looks like what wolverine's kid would look like in the sense that like her eyebrows the way they go down when she's about to fight like yes she looks like right. ferocious and she does it so her 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 like way in this film is so like she does so much without saying anything and she does it on, so until well like the last 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. and, you know she acts like a kid that's been imprisoned and tortured all of yeah. her life with acts like, you yeah. know, that uh, that like little montage the when Hugh Jackman conveniently finds the video that conveniently happens to have all the video footage. Yeah. Somehow they got video footage of like, you know, the uh, all the doctors and stuff talking about how they're committing crimes and stuff in Mexico. But yeah, obviously it's movies. Like I'm not going to judge the movie for that. But it's they, just uh, exposition. Well, you're, you're speaking about what people want and what people want in the future, but there's also talk around that, that this movie is uh, actually leading into an impending Alpha Flight film. Uh, uh, an Alpha Flight film, of, you know, because obviously Alpha Flight is the Canadian X-Men, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and that because they were in North Dakota going into Canada to escape, uh, that uh, that's where it's kind of leading into where Alpha Flight is there and... Uh, the whole thing about like um, uh, Jubilee and uh, just there's there's a lot of like uh, lore. Oh God, there we need could, a good Jubilee. Yeah, yeah there, there's there's a whole lot of lore that's still there that they can use that they can continue forward. But I'd also be fine with the fact of them not um, and and just uh, concentrating now on like Deadpool and concentrating on making other really mature kind of Marvel characters come out. I really yeah. feel like the maturity thing that they're where they're not afraid to go R rated now is a huge factor. It's very important, uh, and it, it it makes it makes a lot it, it makes things more grounded. Yeah. Um, I mean, as 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 an X Men fan, somebody who grew up with the animated series in the '90s, and uh, I'll be completely honest, it's the only Marvel property I care about, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I do think it's important to have that balance and to have a properly and tastefully done, not necessarily X-Men, but some kind of like main mutant franchise. Yeah. Um, I don't think the direction they're headed in with, I guess right now the project title is Supernova for the next mainline X-Men movie that I guess, I guess they're trying to retackle the Dark Phoenix saga, which... Yeah. Whatever, but <laughs> okay. So because because we're we're also we're also a lot of short on yeah short on time I, here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into Delilah's segment right now. I just want you to name real quick. What's your favorite part of Logan, Jason? Real quick, real quick. My favorite part of Logan is by far the end part where uh, he 
shoots himself up with the adrenaline stuff and goes Apes like up. classic Wolverine. Yeah, just jumping through. Yeah, right, cool. So Delilah, go. Let's do it. What do you got? What do you um, got for me? I just wanted to say with Daphne Keene, like her doing Laura, she's a she's my kid. Um, and B, uh, she looks straight out of like playing Marvel vs. Capcom 3 with her movements. She totally mirrored what X-23 fighting style is, and so big ups to her for that. Um, perfect ending to Hugh Jackman. Um, he was the first uh, Marvel character in the movie cinema that was that character. Like, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Yeah, Whereas yes. now, recently, a lot of characters like are becoming the heroes that they're playing um but i feel like hugh jackman was one of the first last final thought um i was also a big fan of the of the old man logan comic mm. and this has nothing to do with it and it was perfectly fine and yeah. i think elements, that elements but yeah el- very minor elements but like you know like yeah, well the main thing in- the main thing with old man logan was obviously the hulk and what the hulk was doing right so i mean but and- yeah continue well, you know, when I thought of what I wanted an old man Logan move me, I was like, I want to see Hawkeye with a freaking samurai sword, like, <laughs> tra- Who trying to have, exactly, trying to have, like, Logan, you know, get back into the game of, like, fucking shit up. And the fact that this movie didn't do it and did it so well still just proves that, like, movies need to stop trying to mirror comic books and make it your own and yeah. just keep with that. Quick, 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 quick uh, thing that I'm looking forward to big time on this movie. Very much looking forward to the Blu-ray release, uh, the black and white version that they're putting on the Blu-ray release. Yes. Very, very cool. Can't wait for that. It's fun. It's funny that they're doing that because that's exactly what they did with Mad Max. Yeah. And I have a feeling. Uh, just one final note on the movie. I have a feeling at the end of the year, this movie's going to end up very in a very similar situation to Mad Max, where. I felt like Mad Max was the best movie of that year and should have been Best Picture mm-hmm. and was just completely shunned because it's a genre movie. Yeah. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. Great movie. Um, cool. So that's it. Okay. Now we're going to go into uh, Power Rangers. Power Rangers came out. Uh, our review is up for it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm letting people go and check out the review right now, but I want, I want your guys' opinion on the movie, what you guys thought about it. So I didn't see Power Rangers. Yeah, I haven't yet. seen it yet either. Okay, there you um, go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared too because I grew I've up with Power Rangers. I watch yeah. it every day after school, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. Um, and after hearing your I review, seen yeah. Oh, you saw you, you watch my review. You watch. I watch your review. After watching your review, I'm, v- I'm even more scared than ever because, uh, yeah. I'm only going to say one thing that really irked me about the film, and I'll let people, I'll let people place judgment and go see the review for themselves. They did not morph the way they're supposed to, and that was a big gripe for me. I did not like that. I did not like... They just... I didn't like a lot of the film, but... Yeah, I was, yeah. Go check out the review. Definitely something you should... Uh, again, it's opinion, so for, for those of you who like it, that saw it, that like it, that's awesome. I just... Go check out the review. Um... Cool. Next on the list, we have uh, Life, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. I have not seen this film yet. Uh, Me either. And I am planning on seeing it. Uh, but from what I'm hearing, if the Alien trilogy, the Xenomorph trilogy, the Alien story saga, uh, Xenomorph, didn't exist, that this movie would be a lot more important. But because Xenomorph and Aliens do exist, not in real life, in, in, cinema, in the cinema world. Or maybe Aliens do exist in real life. I don't know. Let us know. Uh, 
that this, mo- this, this movie would have a lot more of an impact. Uh, so apparently from what I'm hearing, it's actually really good, but if you're going in it thinking about like the whole entire, um, if it's going to be on par with Aliens or uh, you know Prometheus, you're going to be a little bit let down. The reason why yeah, I, I don't get—I don't get why they made this. The reason—the reason why this movie's on this list, though, is because I wanted to talk about a little rumor going on about the film that it could be super far-fetched. But people are even talking about the fact that this movie actually could be almost like a, uh, uh, like a, a Venom kind of movie. Speaking of Venom from the Marvel uh, universe um, and his origins, but it's probably just a lie and not true. I hope it is. I mean, that would be super what, cool. What, that it's a symbiote? Yeah, that's a symbiote. That's the Venom symbiote, yeah. That'd be cool, right? I heard. That'd be awesome. If they did, if they did something it, like it, that and it kept it... It would be funny. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool, but... Yeah, if they kept it... Because they are making a Venom movie, I heard. Yeah, yeah. No, they've... they've that's like, confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't screw that up because God knows Venom in Spider-Man 3 was dog shit. Um... Yes. <laughs> Venom needs to be like Venom is now in the comics, where he's part of like the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's actually somewhat of a good guy. Yeah, I mean, there's so much potential there. Venom, Carnage. I mean, there's a there's a lot of potential. They just need mm-hmm. to do it right, and they need to do it right, and they need, they need to make it rated R. Because yes. Venom himself, he's a super violent character. Like it, he, he's just he just spe- he just oozes this violence about him and who, what he's about. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they rated R. I hope that these they learn their lessons from all these uh, these movies coming out that are R rated that are bringing them in the most money, um, from Deadpool to Logan, and uh, yeah. Next on my list though is definitely I got Guardians of the Galaxy on my list for sure. I yeah, love that film. I'm um, what? I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Me oh too. no! It, in, in my opinion, yeah, the first Guardians was the best thing that Marvel has put out. Um, it's the first Marvel movie I really cared about. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, I'll admit, like, a bias straight up where I don't really read Marvel comics outside of X-Men. So I, I never really cared about anything Marvel outside of X-Men, whereas mm-hmm. I do read DC Comics a lot. And I know DC Comics. Like, I know the lore and stuff. I know the history. So there is a slight bias there just in what I know and what I care about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I Not you. necessarily like it's like, oh, to hell with Marvel. It's just like I don't know Marvel. Um Guardians, though, was the first movie that really made me care and actually go read Marvel Comics. I started reading the new Guardians of the Galaxy comics and reading about the old Guardians, like Yondu used to be like one of the original members and stuff like that. Like, um, Well, speaking of DC, yeah, Jason, you, yeah. you, 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 uh, it's a good segue into the next topic real quick, quick before we head on out from this newest episode of BitNews. The Justice League trailer. Yo. Unite, unite the league, bro. Came out today, and I'm sure people have taken taken notice that follow us on Neobytes because I had a uh, couple of your uh, mom, couple of reaction trailers that were ridiculous. I really did like your mom's reaction to the Justice League trailer. She was, she's very pro DC. I love it. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I had a good time with that. I was gonna do my own reaction. But honestly, the minute I heard the trailer drop, I literally did not have. I, didn't, I was nowhere near a computer, nowhere near my studio. I was like, I'm not waiting. Though I have to watch this now. I have to see. This. And I, I like to do the reactions, like, you know, for real, not like I watch it and I redo it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, tears. Like, come genuine. On. Yeah, genuine. So uh, I missed that opportunity, but I took the opportunity to be like, you know what? I want to see what my mom thinks of this. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because I actually, after we shot the trailer, after we shot the reaction, I cut off, when I cut the camera off, she's like, she goes to me and she's like, 
Um, she's like, Danny. She's like, she's like, uh, who, um, who is that guy? And I'm like, what, which, which guy? And she's like, who is that guy? The one filled with the water. The water. Oh yeah, she called him. She called him Thor in the. Uh, and I'm yeah, like, she's like the Thor-looking guy. And I'm like, are you talking about Aquaman? And she's like, Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Jason Momoa. She's like, oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that's, it. Yeah, she's it's, great. It's, I yeah, love my mom. Kind of, Shout out to my mom. It's kind of funny. Like a, a lot of like mainstream audiences are probably gonna have no idea. Like with this version of Aquaman, because they're drawing on like a really deep cut version of Aquaman. Yeah. Um, he's actually in the comics at that juncture that they're drawing on. He was even crazier. But it, it, I think mainstream audiences, it's gonna be weird because they're not really gonna recognize him as Aquaman. At the same time, if they did recognize him as Aquaman, it would probably probably be kind of lame in their minds yeah i uh i, I uh what do you see uh, i love the trailer i oh I, yeah I, I thought the trailer was fantastic um i'm a little bit weary though could this be the last film that we see ben affleck as batman in so if you were to believe mr campia from collider videos um uh who claims again and again he he says he doesn't like want to you know start drama or whatever mm-hmm. but then he continually says that he has sources he can't name that say that this is it and so he basically talks about it as fact and kind of that spread like wire wildfire and now everybody assumes i mean it's not necessarily like a like a bad speculation to make especially if you do have the sources um well because, you know because there's a, there's a lot of personal issues happening right now. Yeah, I, I, like a, yeah. Lot of, a lot of personal things happening with uh, with Mr. Affleck himself as an actor. He's uh, you know on a personal note, he just I know recently he just got out of rehab. rehab. Yeah, um, which would kind of conflict in the shooting schedule if he were to be shooting That's Batman. Um, so could I mean th- this could I don't want to I I like him as Batman. I like his Batman. Yeah. He's the best part of. Uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I don't know what they're gonna like because I was really looking forward to him directing and being a part of this Batman Arkham film that they were gonna they were gonna do an Arkham based film, and now I'm a little bit worried because if he's not gonna play Batman, who is? And where does this leave the Batman movie? Well, the rumor is because they've started all of a sudden out of nowhere comes a Nightwing movie. Uh, the rumor is is that they'll introduce Nightwing as soon as possible, and then just make him Batman. Uh, I would guess like maybe uh, who knows how that's gonna happen? Are they gonna kill? Is the opening of uh, is the opening of one of the Batman movies just gonna be like the opening of uh, that Tim Robin movie? Uh, movie the Santa what is it called the Santa Claus or just Santa Claus We've where got- he has to like he. He, yeah, where Santa Claus falls off his roof and he has to become Santa Claus. Like Batman just falls off your roof, so you got to become Batman. Oh. Like I don't, I don't. No, but I mean, obviously, in it's part of the lore that you know Nightwing becomes Batman at one point. Like, um, so that's the, that's the rumor that that's why they kind of all of a sudden threw out this Nightwing movie out of nowhere. So, a couple of key things here that I want your opinion on. Number one, Superman was nowhere to be found in this trailer. Of course, I think he's going to be a last-minute like stinger. Number two, um, Flash 
looks like he's going to be my favorite character. I don't know about you, but I, I'm digging Flash. I think he actually looks even better than the Flash on the CW uh, as far as, um, you know, the character is concerned. I also like that actor who's playing him. He's a really method actor. Yeah. He's been in a lot of crazy stuff. He's a very, very good actor. Uh, yeah, so he is. He was. Uh, he, he did, even though his role was kind of weird in Fantastic Beasts, Yeah, I still thought he did a good job with it. Uh, um, he was in a very, very. He was in a movie. I for, I'm think I'm, I just blanked on the name. Where it was like an experiment movie about this college experiment that they pulled, creating this scenario of people of students playing prison guards and, and people being the prisoners, college students. And he was in there. It was a very, very good film. I forgot the name of it, um, but uh, not. He's not crazy well known, but he's he's a very, very good actor. Uh, I yeah. think he's going to do a good job. I, I agree I, with you. I like him as the Flash. Um. But, I mean, the Batman vs. Superman trailer was very good, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I'm told they gave away, like, the ending of the movie and that Doomsday was going to be in there and we're going to have Lord of the Rings trolls. So here, here's the here's the <laughs> kicker right now. What do you think is going to be a better movie? What do you think is going to be a better movie here? Wonder Woman or Justice League? Oh. It's hard, man. It's that's Wonder hard Woman looks, because... Wonder Woman looks flat out good. Like, the fight scenes it in does. that movie look badass. It does. Um, I'll say this, because Justice League is, again, a Zack Snyder movie. We've had two Zack Snyder movies now in the DC Universe. Man of Steel, which um, is a very divisive movie, but at the same time, th those that l love it, like, really love it. Like, I love that movie, Man of Steel. Um, I think that a lot, like a lot of the people who shower hate on it, are more concerned about, like, oh, this is not my Superman. It's not my Richard Donner, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman. Well, guess what? He was trying to portray a different Superman. So, what were you saying, Jason? I'm sorry. No, I remember exactly where I left off. On the other hand, uh, Batman v Superman is a movie that's almost universally hated. Um, there are very specific uh, reasons people hate it, writing-wise. Um, direction, even acting. Um, so, with Zack Snyder, I feel like it's very hit or miss. I mean, you have it not just even in the DC universe. Let's look at a movie like 300 that's almost universally loved versus a movie like, oh God, what was that one where all the girls are in like a mental um, institute? But Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, yeah. Yeah, um, which is almost universally hated. Uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder's very, he's extremely stylistic. Therefore, he is very hit or miss. Um, but the fat, but the I, last two DC movies he made were miss. Uh, I think Man of Steel was arguably a hit. No, what I mean, um, but I mean the majority, as far as the majority's saying, because Man of Steel didn't really, it didn't, it didn't garner the uh, the attention that they wanted it. Like it was a very serious. I, I personally liked it because. Zack Snyder made Superman. Zack Snyder let Superman kill people, which is something that is bound to happen when you have somebody shooting lasers out of their eyes, tearing buildings down. I don't understand why people are so shocked about that. And to ground a character, you're gonna have stuff like that. But the people that are yeah, really hardcore, he means, like he doesn't kill people, no, like and whatever. Yes, I mean he he does. I mean the movie was based like straight out of uh, what was it? Last on the Krypton. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the point being that I, he's hit or miss. Um, yes, he with the DC universe in particular, you could argue like he has missed. I, I mean, it, 
it really depends on what you think of Man of Steel, but if you didn't like it, then he has never hit, period. But I, I agree with your general take that um, the trailers are all deceptive, have been deceptively good, and therefore I am wary as well. That being said, um, I do think there have been enough adjustments that I think it will it won't be another Batman v Superman. Will this be a like solid 60, 70 on Rotten Tomatoes? But I, I hate using Rotten Tomatoes like that. Um, but you, I'm using it to say that like will at least like a, a good majority um, of critics like say, okay, this is at least fun. Um, I think it will. I think they will. I think they've learned a lot of lessons. You can see that in how they're portraying the Flash, even. Their their portrayal of Aquaman, at least I got from this trailer, is showing hints of like, um, what's his name? Uh, who plays as Drax in Guardians? Oh, uh, oh, I just blanked on his name. He's he's yeah, the wrestler. Um, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Um, I mean, it's it's a very different character, but the way they're kind of utilizing him both as this, you know, awesome, high-octane, pumped action hero, as well as, you know, putting in some comic relief, like, you know, he says in the trailer, like, oh, dressed like a bat, I can dig it, like, and, you know, stuff like that. And then at the end, they have, like, the bromance between Aquaman and Aquaman as he's riding on the Batmobile with Batman. Overall, I do think Wonder Woman is going to be the better movie. Dave Bautista. Um, Dave Batista, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he was he was also in Spectre. Yeah. Um, if I if I have to choose, I'm going to say Wonder Woman's going to be the better movie. Um, I'm hoping Justice League though is the better movie. Simply, I mean, I, I'm hoping that Wonder Woman is good and that, but Justice League is still the better movie just because it's Justice League. I like, uh, I really am looking forward to Wonder Woman because I'm a huge history buff and I like the time setting, the setting that it takes place in. Uh, right, World War One. Yeah, World War One, because uh, World War One was like super creepy and weird, and they had a lot of weird outfits and there's a lot of crazy shit was going on with mustard gas and it's a really sh- it's a, it like I'm I'm picturing right now in the Wonder Woman movie her running on a battlefield while world like things of, like in World War One that were occurring or happening around her with like mustard gas and people with these crazy masks on and like and like just like battling it out with these weird scientists and. Just like experimentation, like it's more, uh, it 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 hits that. Um, it kind of gives me like a bit of a uh, uh, like a Hellboy vibe. Uh, yes, I, yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I I, I dig that uh, Justice League. I have high hopes for it. I think that uh, if the trailer it, it sticks to what the trailer is showing and doesn't have me watching Lois Lane uh, bitch for 20 minutes straight and make stupid decisions and because honestly, Batman vs Superman, the worst part of that movie to me was Superman. Uh, I I thought that he was just really bitchy and whiny and like uh, he was. I, oh, he was. Lois, no, and she was like stupid, jumping into like weird liquid that, that she, you know. Uh, I'm not even I will say though, did you watch the extended director's cut? Uh, I didn't watch it because I I uh, I heard that there, there's like just weird like my wife actually saw it. She saw it, uh, not me because she saw it because uh, she was uh, I forgot where she was. It's a vastly it's a vastly better movie. She told me that like she was like yeah it wasn't much different uh I ju- you know I just saw uh, they show like Ben Affleck's ass in it at one point like he's in a shower and they show like his back his uh, his, his his man ass <laughs> no they the they add they add like a good like 
20, 30 minutes of, of Superman time. Of ben, of ben, no, no, of, of Superman time. No, of like, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 you're trying to piss me off. But, no, they do add like a, a solid 20, 30 minutes of uh, Superman time that uh, really justify fixes fixes a lot what was wrong in the main movie. Um, I mean, still, though, we shouldn't have to wait for a director's cut. That's not excusable. It's just if I had to rate it, it'd be like <laughs> Batman v Superman is like a four versus the director's cut, which is like a seven or eight. Well, like, that's I how much I didn't agree. I, with, I didn't agree with a lot of the film. I didn't agree with Jesse Eisenberg playing Lex Luthor. I didn't agree with Lois Lane's character at all. I didn't agree with Doomsday being in the film. I didn't agree with a lot. And, and, and I just love Batman because Batman is what he would be in a real life. He was, he was, mm-hmm. a, he was a drunk, sad guy that was just really pissed off. He was an alcoholic. It was a, like him and Alfred were just literally drinking that whole movie. It was so ridiculous, but so true. Because yeah, that's what Batman was doing. Frank Miller's. He's Frank Miller's Batman. Exactly. Awesome. It's so cool. Um, but uh, Delilah's been a little quiet during this discussion, so I want to get her take <laughs> on what she thinks about uh, the just before we go out. I want to, I want to, you know, get her take on what she thinks about the Justice League trailer dropping. If she's waiting for it, and uh, what's her take on on what she thinks is going to happen? I think Justice League is set up to be. It's easier for it to be better than Wonder Woman because it can just be all out fun, kind of like the Avenger first Avengers was, where it's just like all this action, all this like you see all these powers happening, and whereas Wonder Woman has to go deep into um, Diana's story. Um, right. So, so it's it's gonna be a lot easier for Justice League to be if they fuck this up like they're honestly stupid because they could just have a bunch of action a bunch of like funny like you know one liners and shit that are and that's it they're good but um, Wonder Woman has to really go into the story so it looks good it looks like it's going to be very action focused um, I've Ben Affleck like I said I'm a fan of him being Batman his scene actually in Batman vs Superman was the coolest scene in Batman vs Superman if we get to see that more in Justice League among all these other characters I'm hyped it's gonna be good are, are you talking about the scene where he saves Martha yes exactly oh uh, yeah that so, was such a good scene so he's I'm, murdering fools so I'm on IMDB right now and I'm looking at the cast accredited cast for this film and uh, Henry Cavill is on this list. Uh, oh. So, I take it he's in the film, and it might be what you're saying, uh, you know, the, about the whole thing about him making a, uh, kind of springing up out of nowhere, so to speak. Because um, they wouldn't credit him for no reason. He's clearly at some point in the film, maybe, a, you know. But again, is this film taking place, spoilers if you haven't seen uh, Batman vs Superman yet, if, if uh, you don't want to know anything about the film, but as as people that have seen it know, uh, Superman dies in the end of the film. Um, but does he really? You see the little pebbles kind of floating on top of the... Uh, we all knew that was going to happen, but does this movie take place after that or before that? Clearly after. Justice League? Yeah. Clearly after, yeah. Because yeah. so, that's the whole point of the, the, end of ju- the end of Batman v Superman, sorry. Uh, we have to go find the others or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. like... So... so is this movie going to be the resurrection of Superman? Or are we going to see the Superman that happened with the whole Doomsday debacle? Remember Cyborg Superman? Yeah, the, bla- yeah, the black, the one wearing the black uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was great, by I, the way. Uh, the, the whole Doomsday saga, that comic series, I have them all still in the package with the, with the mm-hmm. bloody Superman sign. 
and like the the epic fight sequence that it was just a great uh, comic to own. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying? I think I think they will. I think that was the whole point of that dream sequence that confused people so much mm-hmm. in Batman v Superman when you know Bruce Wayne. First, he falls asleep and has a dream about like apocalypse and boom tubes and parademons, mm-hmm. and like a Superman coming to rip his heart out or whatever. Yeah, and then he sees the Flash come back through time and say, you know, it's all about Lois. I think that actually does or will have some relevance to whatever they're setting up for Darkseid. But yeah, who knows? I uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for this film. Uh, I want. I don't know, man. Again, this is a cinema category before we get into our podcast. I'm going to talk more about this in a podcast, but uh, not because cause I am a nerd. I consider myself a nerd, but I think that these superhero movies are coming out so much, and there's so many of them, and they're so like they're becoming oversaturated. I yes. Want, I, I, want film, of course I, I want film to just be original again. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. Like, like Logan. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know, like between the Avengers and, the, and, and don't get me wrong, Civil War was fantastic, and, and then the whole airport fight sequence was incredible. Uh, I hope Spider-Man is good as well because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, but I don't know. I, I I hope that DC can kind of get their their get back in it. Yeah, kind of get the reins back on this one and and make something happen because uh, if you're comparing to Right now, Marvel is just decimating with Deadpool and Logan alone. I mean, you know, yeah, it's 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 they got they got to really pull out a bang with this Justice League film and yeah. Wonder Woman. And about what you said about the mo- movies being oversaturated, on one hand, um, they're actually getting better, in my opinion. But on the other hand, they're making a movie for everything. I mean, like beyond the superheroes, they're they're like doing it for Japanese anime and stuff like that. I'm just like, stop, 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 <laughs> calm down. Oh, you're talking about the Death Note uh, Netflix movie coming out? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, cool. So. Justice League trailer, I really, I really dig it a lot. I think it looks uh, has like it has a lot of potential. I'm with Jason on this one though. I think that um, Wonder Woman will be the better film, as far as what I'm seeing so far. Um, that's about it, guys. Bit news. This has been a long podcast, but we we've had a lot of good discussions on it. A lot of content. Uh, Mass Effect too, especially. Uh, you know. I really, I really dig that you guys were able to give people that listen to this podcast an idea of what they can expect and um, from the Mass Effect series and what Bioware has put out, and to just give this game a shot and not kind of listen to the clutter that is around them with the negativity that is around them. Uh, and once again, I apologize for not having a Breath of the Wild review out, um, but of course, of course, I had to state my reason for that, uh, and, and definitely thumbs up in my book. Uh, and that's about it, guys. This is the newest episode of Bit News. I hope you go. I hope you all enjoyed. All you guys watching this, all you guys listening to this, uh, this will be available on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as the usual. Um, and uh, I really thank you guys for uh, for uh, listening, taking the time out to listen to us. Uh, and I thank you guys as well, Delilah and Jason, for for being a part of this team and collaborating and and just coming on board and and and. And just sitting down and chatting with me for a good almost two hours about everything uh, nerd culture. I really dig it. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And I, I, I thank you for doing that. Um, 
you know, coming Thank you board. as well. And uh, it's been a great yeah. collaboration. For sure, okay. yeah. If you guys yeah. have not uh, uh, checked out uh, Dead Cell Media, uh, definitely hit their YouTube page up. Uh, cool group of guys, as you can see, as you can hear and see. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we're going to be collaborating even more in the future. I think you guys were talking about you want me on the next episode of uh, of your uh, of your podcast that you guys do. Which oh. is, which is do we? I don't know, Delilah. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, yeah. And and, and uh, yeah. So, uh, J- J- Jason, you want to start off with the? Uh, you want you want to want to do a little Twitter drop action? Oh. Uh, well, you guys can reach me on the on the twits on Twitter, the tweets. However, uh, whatever nomenclature you uh, defer to at Solid Quas. Uh, and once again, name is Jason Kwasnicki. Cool. Delilah? Oh, yes. Um, you can <laughs> catch me on Twitter. Delilah, stop at... thinking about Sorry, that people. Was really, stop. That was really long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> stop, stop thinking about who you're going to bang on Mass Effect ship right now. And give, and give us a Twitter handle. Come on. <laughs> She's imagining all those, nights, all those nights with Drax. <laughs> oh, God. What she'll do with all that money you save on, you know, uh... Oh, my God. Anti, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, this is Delilah Lugo. You can catch me at S... At Sassina. You got my brain You almost... Yeah. Oh, my God. You set yourself up for that one. You can catch me at S. Or as Greg Miller says, Assassin Sand. Assassin Sand. What's going? What happened? With, I don't even know. You, I keep hearing Jason talk about this. What happened with Greg Miller? <laughs> I was uh, watching his live stream for the morning show, mm-hmm. and I asked him. I was like, "Oh, I have 59 platinums. Have I caught up to you yet?" And so he was like, "Oh, Assassin San, actually, you're way past me. You've been way past me and Col- probably Colin for a long time." Oh wow! Yeah. Shout out by Greg Miller. Action. Cool. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um. Yeah. Cool. So, and as usual. Uh, I know you guys know my face by now. Uh, Donnie, you can catch me on the Twitter uh, at two locations, at C-I-A-R-L-O-1983, Charlo1983, or at Neobytes, uh, N-E-0-B-I-T-E-S. Uh, we can also be found on Twitch, Neobytes underscore podcast, where we do live stream from time to time. Uh, and yeah, I, again, this can be found on iTunes. Uh, uh, this can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, audio versions. Uh, but definitely stop on by our YouTube channel. You're already here watching this, so thanks for stopping on by. Uh, definitely subscribe, comment below, let us know what you think about these podcasts. We love doing them. Let us know if anything you guys want us to talk about in future episodes, uh, what you want us to change, and uh, we're 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 you know open for any kind of ideas. Um, and uh, that's really about it. I, I thank you guys for stopping on by. Uh, I'm Donnie, and uh, this has been a extreme pleasure of mine to be doing this every week. And it's because of you people out there who uh, subscribe to my channel and uh, keep watching me. So I thank you for that. Uh, also, uh, if you're interested, we got some future content coming as well for our Patreon page. Um, patreon.com slash Neobytes. We have exclusive content for people who donate. There have been people that have already been coming in and donating, and that is so cool. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. Every dollar helps make this channel better. Uh, also, cool part about that is that there's, there was even one individual who actually donated, went over the $25 tier and donated to help towards... Uh, a portion of his donation went towards cancer research with Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is cool. That's something that we're partnered, awesome. yeah, partnered with as well. Uh, and yeah, 
that's really about it. I really thank you guys for watching once again. I keep saying I thank you, but I really do. It, it's, it, I'm, I'm being <laughs> truthful about that. I couldn't do this without everyone's support and everyone just uh, wanting to see my stupid face every week. So. <laughs> and without that, this is where we end this podcast. I hope you guys all have a great day. You guys want to say goodbye? Bye. Peace see out, you. Internet. See you guys next week.